Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. My name's Alex Clements and today on the show we've got Tom Peacock, Tom Rides for Trinity Racing, a new cyclocross team which is an evolution of TPR Racing. Uh, They are sponsored by MAP and if you do want to check out and purchase their new jersey, it is online at the moment at map.cc. Throughout this podcast we chat a ton about his progression from last year, his, uh, how he's found moving into the elites, racing the likes of Vanderpol, his challenges with his crash at Tour de l'Avenir uh, before wrapping up with his world championships, where he, sees, where he sees his career going, and a few listener questions from the Instagram account. I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Tom Pidcock. Thank you. Where, 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 where are you at the moment? I'm in Italy, uh, near Venice. Well, Bassano. And, and what are you doing there? Where we race the Euros at the weekend, and then we're just staying here until Thursday, and then flying to Czech Republic for World Cup next weekend. So yeah, just re- reducing travelling. So. And how how old are you now? Twenty. 20. So I think I think last time we checked in we had we had you and your team um as two other riders on on the podcast. Yeah, Dan, Dan and Emily last year. And well, I guess I think things have changed a little bit, but not a heap. Have you seen any other teams um copy that kind of structure? Like I remember talking last year you were talking about how this was quite new compared to the traditional Euro squads. Yeah, well, I think like the Belgians don't really, like they can't really get their head around why, why I left like Sven Nice's you know, team and they think that their way is best. And But like I'm not Belgian and that's doesn't, it's not the best sort of place for me. So yeah, that's why this works. And I think, yeah, possi- because there's not really much point in it. Well, actually, I lie like this year, the... Helena and Powell's have been working like sort of as teams to try and beat each other this year, but like in the past teams have not really played a part in, in cross and I don't think it makes much difference being in a team. You, did you find in the end that, that year that you were embarking with uh, what was TPR now, um, Trinity Racing, did you find that helped you? Obviously you've got some huge runs on the board, but in terms of your enjoyment, how your development went, did you find that was a much better structure than a traditional Euro squad? Um, yeah, I mean, it was certainly like a nice environment with British teammates and and all the staff that yeah I got along with and and uh, well that sort of I wanted in the team. So you know, it was like no dickheads allowed, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. That's evolved this year. Uh, you're about to embark on the season. What you've just said, well, you've kind of started the season, but um, what 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 does it actually look like? I guess a lot, there's a few, but a lot of people in Australia wouldn't really know what your cyclocross season come, uh, just what it looks like in general. I think this the awareness of it has grown enormously through the successes yeah. um, of Vanderpol. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're, you've you've just done the Euro Champs. What, what what's yeah. next, and where are the goals, and how does it all fit? Well, yeah, the just did the Euro Champs. It wasn't like it wasn't a great success. I mean, like I stepped up to elite 
from last year because I won the under twenty three. So I don't think there was any point in in uh, staying under twenty three. Uh, but I was sort of hoping for a podium, and I'd been podium in in like the in the in the races leading up to the race. But yeah, there's the the build up to the race. I didn't get quite right, and so yeah, I was I was only eight, so I was quite pissed off with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the season's like. Well, it's, it's basically like uh, September is in America, the World Cups. I didn't start then. I started in like mid-October and then it runs to the end of February and the World Champs is always the first weekend of February. Oh, it has been the last few years. How many races have you done in the Elite versus the under-23s? Uh, well, last year I did like most of the series, like Super Prestige series and DBV. I did them all with Elites. But and then this year, I've done every every race with the elites. So maybe this year I've done maybe ten races. I don't maybe not quite ten races yet. But what's it like racing Vanderpoel? Uh, well, I think he's certainly in his own class at the moment. And well, he's he's actually like he won world title what four or five years ago. So he's like progressed the sport since then like it's it's five years better than it was then hmm. and i think that's that's cyclocross used to, i don't think it used to be like an elite sport it used to be sort of the riders who couldn't perform on the road maybe harshly looking at it but um yeah certainly now it's it's elite sport for sure can you remember the first time you raced him yeah well actually it's my first race out of juniors um <laughs> I was lining up on the start line because there was no under-23 race. Yeah, and, and yeah, lined up on the start line. And then I don't think I was ever in front of him, but I was in front of uh, Wild Van Aert that race. Like, I got a really good start. And, uh, yeah, I think I finished I finished eighth in that race or tenth. But, uh, yeah, my first race out of junior, so it was, it was pretty uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and so, so he won uh, the Euros. How, like, how... How yeah. far is he advanced of everyone else? When on we've well, seen how good he is on the road, but in terms this, of this year, not so much. I mean, he's he definitely not got his best form yet. Um, but he was only what like four, three, four seconds in front of Isabit at the weekend. So, mm-hmm. and he was only a minute ten in front of me, and like yeah, but I think. He he had a bad race, and and so did I at the weekend. So, I think uh, that you could just see from like pictures of him, he's like red, and yeah, he wasn't he wasn't hundred percent for sure. And I think and I was actually like, in the same boat, but obviously I wasn't at the front of the race still. Mm. How so? How did you manage this this year? So we've got you just come off a road season, Euro summer, yeah. You have a break? Did you? Um, so yeah, I had like a break after the cross season last year, and then I trained all the way until after Roubaix, and then I had three weeks off, went on holiday, yeah, and then yeah, then I trained all the way until Worlds, and then I I sort of like had a week off, but I was like running and riding my mountain bikes. So I didn't really have a break. Um. Because because I had like two weeks off just basically just before wheels because of my crash in Lavenir, 
So, I mean, that's not mental a mental break, but yeah, I just had to deal with it after the cross season, and it took it took a few a few weeks in the in the cross season to sort of get my mojo back and my motivation. But yeah, I think yeah, I just had to yeah deal with it because you can't have so much time off in the year. Mm, especially with road world so late. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a conundrum. I, if you do road worlds, you can't do the first few rounds of the World Cup. So, yeah, it's it's you said have to make compromises. Mm. Yeah, mentioned you crashed in Lavinia. Um, what yeah. happened? Uh, well, I don't remember. <laughs> I woke up. There's a video. I mean, yeah, I just slid out. I hit a wall. I was going too fast down the descent and. But yeah, the first thing I remember is waking up in hospital. Uh, it was it was five p.m. and yeah, my face had, and my knee had already been stitched up, and yeah, that's all I remember. Mm. It was is that your first real setback? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, my first proper big crash where I've ended up well overnight in hospital I've, I've been in hospital before but it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as that um and yeah it was yeah my first proper setback I mean like my knee got infected three times and then and then I had two and a half weeks to train for for the world so how'd you find that how'd you manage that well I mean it was certainly one of the hardest two weeks of my life probably I mean not the not the recovering from the injury but the training we went to altitude it was just me and Kurt um my coach team manager slash boss man um and yeah it was it was uh it was really hard I think like the last training session I did with efforts I just couldn't do the efforts anymore mentally I just couldn't do anymore and so yeah but I knew that the worlds were like the only home worlds like in Yorkshire, thirteen miles from my house. That yeah, the only opportunity I was ever going to get to to do that and to perform there. So I had to do everything I could. Had um that mentality changed post those tougher training sessions into sitting on the start line at in Yorkshire. Well, I think there's sort of um, an essence of I've made it like. And after I finished the race, like the just the the fact that I rode round there, going for the win, in those circumstances with those crowds, like it felt like every single person on the course would cheer my name. Like I've never ridden along anywhere as loud as I finished straight of Yorkshire. Like it was nuts, and the fact that I just got to experience that was pretty special. I guess. You got to ask the question. What what was your take on the end result? Um, well, what with the disqualification? Disqualification. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think anyone in his situation would have done the same thing. But at the same time, like, it's your responsibility to get off of get up off the floor as fast as you can. If you crash, like I crashed, I rode a broken frame for three k until the team car got to me, and then I got back into the race by myself. Like. And then that he was so far behind the race, held held on to the car. I don't know, I don't know exactly. I mean, 
the videos aren't completely clear but how are you feeling after that because from a personal a personal sense well just just like i don't really know whether i was happy sad or it's just like pure emotions like i finished i just i just stopped and just sort of like stared down the finish straight Mm. like i think at that point i was like pissed that i didn't win like because i was that close like it it was a sprint but i just didn't have the legs in the finish anymore um and then then i saw like all my family and friends and then yeah it was just like pure emotions like everyone crying and was there still a sense of i know you're obviously a winner um and you didn't win but that sense of achievement from you went from not finishing your training not far out from it and mentally struggling to putting your hat in the ring and almost getting there was that still enough to yeah. satisfy that sense of achievement yeah it it was yeah it was enough and i'm i'm pleased that i was able to you know because i could have gone to the race and just you know got dropped but i think there's like a lot of what ifs like you know, i crashed in flanders what if and in in the sprint and then i crashed in lavanier what if i didn't crash and then going to the worlds what if i didn't crash in lavanier and yeah but but i mean yeah for sure it, it's uh i'm happy about how how it how it ended up have you got a personal highlight from the season i think yeah the world's my highlight for sure i mean that was uh yeah something i'll, I'll never i'll never forget and it was definitely the the best race I've ever ridden, for sure. Like, the crowds, like I already said on that finish straight, were just unbelievable. Like, probably 10 deep, all just shouting. And it was, yeah, it was deafening and it was unbelievable. And how, how are you feeling about the ride? Like, your confidence level towards progressing, you felt ready, you felt established. You're like, I guess... The the couple the other massive result that you have mentioned is um, Tour of Our Says. One, it's really hilly. One, it's super hard. And three, you came away with a GC in the stage. Uh, Riders go pro from that race. Yeah, I think the reason why I don't mention it is because I feel like I would have won Lavanier, which is a bigger race. So I don't really want to like people to judge me on winning that race when... You know, it could have been another race. That I think that's the reason why I don't, I don't mention it. But yeah, I mean, it shows this year. I sort of had to prove there that to myself more than anything that I can still climb because it was the first year under twenty three, like on the road. I just I sort of took a season just to gain some experience and chill out and yeah, it's, and and so I wasn't climbing well. I wasn't really competing and so this year I wanted to yeah to prove to myself that I could still climb and 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 do well and what and now what what does your road career look like from here well yeah so next year well I'll be riding for Trinity Racing on the road um but then I'm going to be doing like mountain bike races I'm going to Cape Epic um I'm doing some gravel races and then and then some road races and I think yeah I'm going to like Tour de Yorkshire, Tour of Britain, and the National Champs, like my big objectives. But then I think, like, whether I do 
like Lavanier again and the under twenty three worlds. I don't I don't know yet. I mean, I certainly feel like I've got unfinished business there. So yeah, maybe maybe I, I go to those races again. But yeah, I think yeah, it's not fully decided the race season yet. Is there a desire to is there a real hunger to get back to Lavanier? There's something something about that race. It's the ASO it's an ASO race. The the record list is elite. Yeah. Yeah, no, no British rider has ever won the GC. I think Adam or Simon Yates, I forgot which one, was was uh, second. But, yeah, no British rider has ever won, so I think that's also another added motivation to get back there. Uh, but I think it just, whether it fits in, in the programme of the, the other the other races I'm going to be doing. Um, because, like, last year, I feel like I was already, you know, in my own head, I feel like I would have won the race. So um, I think going back there is like not a progression almost. So I think that's why I need to decide whether I do want to go back. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. What, so what about your other objectives? So you, got, you mentioned you're doing Cape Epic, some other gravel races. What do, you, what do you want to achieve with that? Well, I think it's, I think I'd sort of want a season a bit like my first year in 23 where I just, you know, do a bit more, a few different things and some new objectives to keep it, keep it, um, keep sort of motivation. And but I, I want to go to these different things and perform at them. And yeah, that's that's basically the idea, just to to have some new motivations sort of. A new sponsor this year, Red Bull. To yeah. new to cycling, new to cycling, especially especially road. Uh, yeah, and. Bring brings a big brand and a big rep behind it. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've done with them, how that all came about, what it involves? Well, you've got the helmet that everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like been two years in the making almost to get that helmet on my head and and yeah, work with work with that brand and yeah, they're they're associated with the team and yeah, we we use their products in races and um yeah i mean it to work with a brand like like red bull it's like that that helmet is like associated with people who've like sort of inspired me and probably hell of a lot of other kids for a long time and, and now i've got one of those helmets on my head and hopefully i can do do the same for people who is your idol um right that's sort of sort of changed over the years I mean it's like I'm I'm racing Van der Poel but I think he's sort of is my idol you know like I was a junior when he was world champion and that's sort of like he's not that much older than me but he's still I think I think he he relates the most to what I want to achieve in my career so do you have do you can you see that what what does the next five years look like for Tom uh, well, I think it's still quite quite difficult to say. I mean, I'm do I'm going to take it as it as it comes, and I think I'm I'm I don't think I'll ever stop cross. It's like if you take that away, like you've seen with with Stebas now starting doing cross again in the winter, like a few races, and like when when Stebar and Lars Boom went to the road, they had like one or two really good years and then it sort of faded a little bit because because of that intensity in the winter and 
in that um yeah the intensity in the winter like an hour like at the euros um well i mean at a, at a cross race like you do an hour at like 180 bpm like you can't do that at any other in training can you i've got um <clears throat> i've got a few instagram questions okay to wrap it up the reason why i didn't step up to the world tour I don't think there's nothing at the world tour that I need and you know that I can't get where I am. I mean yeah, I think when the if I ever feel the time is right then yeah, I think I think then I'll step to the world tour. But yeah, this year, next year I don't think I don't I don't want to be there yet. You know, I wanna enjoy being young still. Uh if you could be a professional in another sport, what would it, what would it be and why? I'd say like, like downhilling, skiing, or motorsport. Yeah, because I, of... I've been enjoying watching uh, skiing, skiing movies at the moment. Like in backcountry skiing, that looks class. I like, I quite like going skiing. We'll go at the end of the year. Uh, favorite post-ride food? Um, post-ride food. Well, I mean. Obviously, maybe you need a recovery that's not shake. Essential. Oh, uh, well, actually, I used to get home from rides a few years ago. I don't really do that anymore, but then just eat like six digestive biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your knee at Worlds? Question mark. Is, is that uh, well, that's word? that's um, that was when I crashed. It was just it's just the same knee that I I ruined at uh, Lavernier and. Yeah, I just I crashed on that same knee and it just split open again. But the the lump the lump was from Lavernier still. Yeah, is that sorted now? Uh, well, I mean, it's still got a lump, but it's just scar tissue now. Um, no issue. But yeah, but I think it it's it's still a bit weak, but um, yeah, it's as good as it can be, I guess. The question is, what is it like being termed as? A mini sergeant. <laughs> um, well, I sort of, I kind of want to be my own rider. So, like, I've sort of, I think they, that's that came about after like all my celebrations and stuff of the finish line, and I, I sort of stopped that actually because, well, not that I kind of still want to do that, but. Um, yeah, so I want to be my own rider and, and create my own sort of trends, and but I've just yet to come up with something different than doing wheelies over the finish line. It, what about the pressure of that? Um, no, I don't. I don't think it creates pressure really. I mean, pressure always just comes from yourself, doesn't it? So, I think, yeah, it depends just how much you let outside things come in. And the last two, the, the biggest two questions, the mm. your plans on the road. Everyone wants to know what you're doing on the road. You've kind of touched on it. What about longer term? Uh, I think long term, I probably, I probably will end up going to World Tour. But um, yeah, I think, like I said, that I'm, I mean, next year I'm doing more than just road. Uh, well, actually, probably quite a lot more than just road. And so, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Like I said, at some point I probably will go to the World Tour. Please, Tom. Appreciate your time.
Good no luck worries. across season. Thank you.